Tim Landy is with us in studio. Tim Landy, he's an author. He's a, what's the best way to describe him? He's like, he's my friend. <laughs> he makes me take long walks. <laughs> Walking's good for you. Yeah, well, Tim, I mean, you, you come from a, um, a, a heritage, a very strong heritage, um, with your father, the, the, the surname Landy and your contribution to the appreciation of nature in and around the Western Cape through walks through the exploration of of the 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 different mountains and and all sorts of offerings that we've got uh, we've been discussing this for for quite a while with with Tim uh, for him to come on to the show um, every Thursday we finally decided and here you are my brother introduce yourself yeah i'm here and i'm very excited to be here it's it's uh, been a long road to get here, but yeah, we're here and we've got lots and lots to talk about. Yeah. Um, one of the things with the mountain is that it's becoming a more and more popular place. It's not just hikers anymore. It's mm. dog walkers. It's mountain bikers. It's trail runners. Yeah. So there's lots, lots happening on our mountains and even around the city. We're going to be every, every week just taking on different um, elements to the mountain and walks but i think it's also important to just give a, a bit more context on who is uh tim landy and how did you get to be the person that you are today the work that you do the book that you have written i'm waiting for book number two yeah. i don't know how far <laughs> you are with that but but let's let's just go back to your to your history and what sparked the the passion um for what you do look yeah i i started when i was six um it probably started with my father dragging me out of bed and saying, right, we're going to go up the mountain. Yeah. Um, but very quickly became quite a um, regular thing. Every Sunday we would go up. And with not doing any of the walks to start off with, um, once I got into it, it was an adventure every single weekend. Mm. My father always used to say, some people go to church on Sundays, we go up the mountain. Um so yeah, I started when when I was six. My father started writing his first book by the time I was eight, um, and then just yeah, just kept following him and and learning lots all along the way. And I think by the age of ten, I'd done my first trail. Um, and yeah, every every year we were doing trails and eventually doing five day trails. And there is just so much to see out there and so much to do. Um, and eventually. I think I got into my, my teens and discovered the opposite sex and <laughs> <laughs> got distracted <laughs> got distracted for a while. Um, but in my 20s, went back to it quite yeah. seriously. And then in my 30s, got very serious about it. Um, and then it was actually my wife that turned around and said, why don't you become a mountain guide? Because you've mm. been doing this for so long. Mm. Why don't you make a living out of it? Yeah. So I did. did the whole course and... Um, very quickly realized that once I'd, I'd done the course, that one of the things they can't teach you on the course mm. is the safety aspect of the mountains. Yeah. And at that point, I'd been hiking for over 30 years mm. and didn't at any stage realize how dangerous the mountains actually really are. And and that is why we 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 felt it important to to do this. And like myself and Tim, I think the first time that we we spoke about this was sometime last year mm. when we took the the walk. I mean, we met before that, but then where we got to spend time was when we took the walk with fathers and kids um, 
on on the beach out in it was out in, in Nuruk um, yeah. after the Kakapo um, shipwreck and I'd, I'd love to do another hike like no, that we, we're going to definitely must do that and I remember you know the the the, the joys of of speaking um, or rather walking and being in conversation is that you you get exposed to so much and you learn so much and one of the things that I I remember from that time and it's a consistent message that uh, you always leave behind is have respect mm. for the mountain absolutely uh, because a lot of us decide just by looking at the mountain that i'm going to walk and then all th- all sorts of um uh, you find yourself uh, in in all sorts of situations so we, we're going to be taking together with tim a journey i'm going to be learning a lot and you're going to be learning a lot with me um and uh, any other qu- any questions that you would have when we deal with a particular subject you're more than welcome to be part of this conversation but tim as a start you made reference to the time that you spend with your dad where you would take walks and i i realized in talking to you that you can have a trail where it's just for a few minutes you can have a trail that's for a day. Yeah. You can go as far as a 14-day, if not longer, trail oh, yeah. just in and around the peninsula. Yeah. Right? Where, where are these places and what are the, the different options that, that are out there and what does one see um, when you're on this journey? Yeah. So I think with, with, with Cape Town, it's definitely one of those cities that we're very lucky. I have yet to come across a city in the world where we – where they are so lucky to have as many options um, available to them in terms of going for a hike or just leaving your front door and five minutes later you're on the mountain. Um, unfortunately, that also comes with um, it, its dangers because mm. people think, well, the mountain's just there. Let me let me just pop out for an hour. Um, and they go ill-prepared. Um, and we sing it more and more within rescue we're seeing a lot of people that are, are going out and not prepared properly. Mm. Um, they, they're going out for that just that one hour. They're not taking enough water. They're not taking enough food. They're not taking into consideration that things might change. The weather may change. Um, and, and things can turn really nasty really quickly if you're not prepared for it. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping with this show that we can also just educate people and, and get people to realize that when you go out into those mountains, you need to respect the mountain and you need to to realize that things can happen mm. and you need to be prepared for them. It's not a it's not a walk in the park. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. You, you, you do have walks in your in book park. that yes. are in the park, but yeah. it's not a walk in, in a park. Let's, I, I, I want to talk about just an example of one of those, what I consider to be so extreme because I just can't imagine it. And, you know, I'm still a, an infant when it comes to this whole trail and walking. But the mm. idea of a example, seven-day hike, take us through one example of what is out there and what does a seven-day hike entail. Yeah, so seven-day hike, the the most I've ever done is a five-day hike. Mm. Um, uh, The one that comes to mind straight away is the Fish River Canyon, where the way I describe it to people is that you go back millions of years to what the Earth would have looked like millions of years ago, and there's no other human beings around. Um, You you see wildlife um, all around you. Um, And once you get into that canyon, you're in that canyon for five days. And you need to survive. So you need to pack and you need to strategically pack um, to look after yourself mm. because there's nobody else out there to, to help you. 
Um, there are exit routes, but it's a long, long way to get back to help. So you really have to be prepared for that kind of thing. Then somebody would ask, but why? <laughs> why? Why not? Why, why, why would you want to put yourself through that where for two, for five yeah. days, this is what you do? But then again, it's it, a is, passion. it is, it is that, that, the, the beauty of it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it, it's one of those walks that sticks out in my mind because you, 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 you go through an experience that not many people will ever go through in their lifetime. Yeah. Um, and you get to see things like I watched, um, a leopard trying to attack a, her, uh, um, a bunch of baboons, 200 meters from where we were setting up camp. Um, and, and some people and say you went, that sounds, you went ahead and set up camp. <laughs> we, we didn't have a choice. <laughs> um, but yeah, you've just got to you've got to have your wits about you. You've, there's lots to learn about the mountains yeah. and and the things that you should be doing and, and shouldn't be doing. Um, so I'm hoping that we will we will learn all of those kind of things along the way and. And discuss them. And we will. Uh, Tim Lundy is uh, uh, an author. He's a mountain guide. He's with us in studio. Questions that you might have, 021-446-0567, SMS 31567. It is day one of um, what we hope to be quite a long journey as we uh, navigate this uh, this uh, subject of of exploration and beauty. A message coming from Terence asking, can you please give examples that unprepared hikers encounter? Okay, so examples of unprepared would be uh, lack of water, I think is one of the biggest things in summer. Mm. There are a lot of rescues where, where people are going out. Um, classic example is Platterclip, where they you look at Table Mountain, you go, well, it's just there. It, it doesn't look that far to the top. Where is Platterclip? Platterclip, if you're looking at the front of Table Mountain, it's that big crack in the middle. Okay. Um, it's the most, I would say, the most popular route besides Lion's Head. Um, and those are the two biggest sort of draw cards for, for people and tourists. Hmm. Um, unfortunately, people take them on with thinking that they're going to be at the top within an hour or so. They go in flip-flops. I've seen people go barefoot. I've seen what? I've seen a um an Asian chap that had uh, what he looked like he was going to the office. <laughs> he had a and yeah, you you get all sorts of kind of people who 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 think, well, I'm just going to quickly climb to the top. The top is 1087 meters. So you you start at around about 350 I think it is um, from Tafelberg Road. So it's a long slog and it it normally takes around about 2 hours to get to the top. If you people lucky. with flip flops, flip flops. Huh? It's like you were sitting, you were sitting by the beach, yeah. or you were just chilling <laughs> on Long Street, and yeah. then you looked up and you're like, "Ah, let's go!" Yeah, let's and go. off you went. Yeah, and and on that, so let's let's. What are the basics like must have? I mean, yes, unprepared is issues of water, but flip flops. I mean, Lindy has seen people hiking with jeans and and formal shoes. Yeah, simple basic kit. Simple basic kit. Yeah, one of the things that I didn't carry for a very long time, and once I'd done the mountain guide course, I realised was was something that I need to use. And funny enough, now I use it way more than than I ever thought I would, um, which is a first aid kit. And it's a very basic first aid kit. Mm. Um, but yeah, water, f- enough food to to take you through to the next morning. Don't pack for just one hour. Because if something oh, wow. were to go wrong, you're going to be stuck up there. And when rescue go out to go and get you, it takes hours. It, it doesn't, it's not like we put the lights on and, and we, we drive straight up to where you're sitting. Yeah. We've got to still 
get to the start and and put a team together and then go up and get you. So and then get you back down again. So, so you you you're prepping for any eventuality. Yes. You need to, the thing is as well, people go and they, they look at the weather. The weather's a, a huge thing. They look at the weather and they go, oh, beautiful day, lovely day. We all know that Cape Town's weather can change mm. within half an hour. Sometimes it can change in 10 minutes. And it can be, it can be, um, yeah, it can, it can be a life changer. Mm. Um, I've, I've gone up personally and I've, I've seen a, a chap who was in shorts. The, the, Temperature at the upper cable station at the time was reading four degrees. Yeah, he was cold. We got him down. He was all right. He survived. But the the fact is that there are a lot of people that get caught up there. Yeah. And hopefully we can also bring a little bit more awareness to people of of the real dangers of the mountain, but also to enjoy it. I don't yeah. want people to be scared of the mountain. Yeah. I want them to enjoy it. Um because it is a beautiful place and we are so blessed. I've been doing it now 36 years. Mm. Um, I never get tired of the views. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Landy is a mountain guide. He's an author. He's with us in studio every Thursday from 9.30. Whatever question that you might have, call on 021-446-0567. Terence asking again, where can new hikers find groups that can escort them up Table Mountain? Because that's another thing. Uh, one of the lessons that I remember that you shared with us is don't don't be clever and go there alone. Yeah, that that is one of the... The, the huge mistakes a lot of people make where they want to just go onto the mountain on their own. They want to be on their own. The, the thing is when something does go wrong, mm. you're on your own mm. and you're out there and it can be very difficult to try and get people to you, especially if you injure yourself. Yeah. Um, I personally um, sprained my ankle about five years ago. I'm going up uh, Landadna Gorge. Mm. I got to the top, sprained my ankle and, it, and it's quite a, quite a climb to get to the top. Mm. Sprained it at the top, and I can tell you right now the the mountain increased by about a hundredfold in terms of its size, Ooh. because I realised that to try and just put one foot in front of the other became a huge struggle. Mm. Um, again, first aid kit came out and um, was able to bandage it up, take some yeah. pills, and managed to get myself off. I didn't have to call rescue, but it it is a yeah, it's. I don't want to sound doom and gloom about the yeah. mountain because there are there's there's just so much beauty out there and so many things that that people can experience. I think one of the nicest things I can experience is when I have somebody who's never been, who's lived in Cape Town and never been up Table Mountain or mm. any of the mountains for that matter, and they mm. get to experience it. Mm. And their their response every time is, "Why is it taking me so long to be here?" Yeah. Tim Landy is a mountain guide. He is an author. He is with us every Thursday. Paul uh, saying, please podcast Tim Landy's interview tonight on hiking and the mountains. We will. Uh, we will definitely do so. Tim, again, and I'm, I'm drawing from the, the, the knowledge that you've imparted so far. One of the, the, the other areas that we're here to get to is when taking, deciding on, on a particular um, trail, You've spoken previously about the importance of letting people know where you are. Yes. So I'm part of a fantastic group called Hikers Network. And 
we, myself and um, a chap by the name of Anwaz started um, a tracking group which we use on, on WhatsApp. Mm. Um, if you go to their website at um, uh, Hikers Network and you go to at Safety Mountain, mm-hmm. you can actually register for free. The service is free and they're volunteers that actually will track you from start to finish on the mountains so you can go onto the mountain you just need four points to to let them know where you're going mm. when you're leaving when you expect to be back and the route that you want to take and how many people are in in that group and based on that we know where to find you we know how many of them of, of you there are to find mm. um, and what what the situation is we've had a couple of instances where we've actually been able to talk people off the mountain or talk them out of a situation where they're feeling um, uncomfortable or they, they may have taken ah. a wrong turn and they're lost. We've got um, trackers who know the mountain very well and will basically guide you along the way. The only downfall to it, unfortunately, is obviously you need to have cell phone reception. But as time yes. has gone on, the reception on Table Mountain is definitely getting better. Hmm. Let the people know where you are um, and, and we are going to be sharing um, contact details and where the different platforms are that people can access. And, and I think, you know, like you said, you know, this is not an attempt to, to bring some sort of doom and gloom on it. But I think if we're able to go and, and highlight the to-dos, the very important to-dos. Yeah in understanding why if they are not there then how a person is in danger that allows then for us to get to a point where we talk about the beauty of it because you're ready you're going to explore um you'll be safe and in case of anything you are prepared uh and then uh, hopefully there is that the reduced time between you being in trouble and hopefully not but you being in trouble and um being assisted yeah so yeah, you you, you want to be prepared from the start. Um, mm. A lot of people have an idea of where they want to go, but they're not quite sure where to go. Yeah, maps are also a very very important thing to have, mm-hmm. um, and and telling somebody where you're going, and when you expect to be back. Yeah, it's very difficult for the rescue teams to go out um, and try and find you when they don't know where you are, or they've got a rough idea. So with the tracking system, it, it it's helped immensely because it 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 helps people or helps the rescue people Mm. go to exactly where you are and it saves on time and it could save your life as well michael is in weinberg our first call on this year feature welcome michael hi good evening coquetto and good evening tom hi michael Uh, just like to uh say thank you for having a show like this uh it's much needed especially in cape town Mm. Uh, lots of wilderness areas around our city and so on and also thank you to Tom and, and his efforts and work that he does in the outdoor and mountaineering fraternity as well um, and I hope that the show will attract lots of listeners and hopefully educate people as well thank you Michael Safe out there. thank Thanks you appreciate it yeah. Michael in Weinberg there um, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this properly, but the person saying, please ask Tim about Arangis, Arangis? Arangis Kop. Arangis, okay. Okay, so what, Arangis Kop, um, my father just once described it as the, the queen of all weekend trails. 
if um, the Otter Trail is the the queen of all five day trails mm. around Kiskop. I almost did it last year, um, but felt that the group that I was with and, and myself were not quite ready for it because it is, it, it's literally the first day you just climb. It's like Table Mountain on steroids. Mm, mm. Um, but it has got one of the most amazing um, huts at the top with the most amazing view. Um, but you wake up the next morning and of course you got to go back down. Yeah. And um, if you don't get down to the bottom and your knees are not shaking, then there's something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> With a few seconds, and of course, you can see the time quickly, uh, Tim. What's mm. the best trails or hikes in um, Helderberg? If you can just maybe give one, and, and then next week we'll just explore this a bit more. Um, in the Helderberg area, there's the Helderberg Nature Reserve, which yeah. has got quite a few nice uh, different variants of, of trails. Nice. Tim, this is the start, man. I'm so excited. We've I'm been excited talking too. about this for months. Yes, yes. And it's finally happened. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate you making your time, uh, making time to be part of this. So uh, Tim Landy joins us every Thursday at 9.30 on this here show. Appreciate Cheers. it, my brother. Thanks, Thank you. Cheers. Um, and yes, I see your SMSs. I see your tweets. Uh, we'll do more next week.